Welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Eilander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How we doing, Rob? Oh, pretty good, Wayne. How are you? I'm very good. I'm in Baltimore this week. No kidding. Yep, doing a, doing a class here in Baltimore. Nice. Nice, nice weather. It's only about 92. Perfect. Oh. Or is Perfect it humid? Weather. Actually, it's not that humid. I'm surprised. Really? Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Yes. Never, you know, I've never been to Baltimore. I've been to a lot of places, but that I have never been to Baltimore. Hmm. Yep. One flight away, man. There you go. All right, Rob. Um, we have a, a guest with us today. And I, man, I managed to, I actually, I saw a picture my, my brother put on social media on a repair that he did uh, using, uh, using Bondo. And I thought, that's pretty cool, man. We used to do it back in the day, but not kind of like he's doing it now. So I thought maybe we would kind of talk about that. So how you doing, John? Good. How you doing, Wayne? How you doing, Rob? Pretty good, man. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. It's going good. Hey, before we get going, we have got more calls and emails about your stair tread tricks. That was just a great show. Anybody who didn't hear it, um, check that one out. If you're in the stairs, doing stairs. And that was that wasn't too long ago, was that maybe 10, 12 episodes ago or yeah. Yeah, too long ago. But you know, man, I, the yeah. feedback that we got off of uh off of the tips and tricks that you gave for that was just great. So I just want to thank you a lot for that. Oh, that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. You know, I'm always in the position where I always work with finished carpenters, and that's something I show the finished carpenters all the time, and they they lunge onto it. And also, my bondo trick is something that uh, the Finnish carpenters really love to get into it. But I don't ever get to show floor man, you know, because I, you know, I don't work with floor man every day. So anyhow, just that's good to hear. Yeah. Very good. The other, the other thing that we heard about that show was how you kept saying door skin and back east, everybody thought you were saying foreskin. Because we didn't know what door skin was. Well, that might work. Well, we call it Luan. But you know what foreskin is? Yes. Good. Okay. And, and now I know what door skin is, too. That's funny. Well, it might work. We'll, we'll try it. When... <laughs> Better to use the door skin. I would stick with door skin for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or Luan. Or Masonite. No, no, Mason, nice too dusty to work with. No need for that. Right. You're showing your age with Masonite, man. Yeah. 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 I don't think you're anybody. You're showing your age. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I've even seen Masonite. All right. So, um, this is the part where Wayne doesn't let other people talk, just so <laughs> you get used to that. All right, John. Actually, okay. it's, it's I funny. Mean, I'm sitting here waiting for Rob to talk. And that's why I had to just interject. But and uh, the funny part about that is, is I'm waiting to try to say something. It's amazing. Yeah, you must have been a, a deep sea diver or something because man, you can go a long time without taking a breath. Well, I had three brothers, man, and um, you know, I had to make sure I I, I got my my needs met. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> he tried to push us out of the nest. I, I say, I say, yeah. I have three brothers. I say I have three brothers, but and this is no, uh, uh, this is the craziest thing. It's breaking news, huh? This is breaking news. Yeah, this is absolutely the craziest thing that's happened in my life in a long, long, long time. About a month ago now, John. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, about a month. About a month ago, we got a call from a cousin. There's a gentleman in England who was doing a DNA test. I think I get, I'm getting this right. Uh, he was doing, he did a DNA test. Uh, he was adopted, him and his sister were adopted. And um, so he got a hit on a relative, a first cousin in, in Louisville, Kentucky, our first cousin. And um, to make a long story short, we found out that we have another brother and sister that we had no idea in our life existed until a month ago. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're twins. They're twins, yeah. They were they're twins. They were they were both adopted at six months old, and um, to the and same. And they're family. your brother. They're your brother and sister. Brother and sister. They seem like wonderful, wonderful people. They had a, they were adopted by a wonderful family at six months old, so they were able to stay together. But we had absolutely zero. I'm sixty. Actually, I turned sixty-one July just a couple weeks ago. Don't Rob. Don't be embarrassed. I wasn't expecting anything. You know, I don't give gifts, so I deserve nothing. You deserve absolutely nothing. Yes, yes. I've made it yeah. clear that I don't give gifts, but I you know, thought maybe Rob gives gifts. There'd be something, but no. When so, was your birthday? July 15th. July uh -huh. 15th. July 15th. July 15th. I won't miss it next year. All right. July 15th. Yeah, because I remember all that stuff you sent me on May 23rd. That was a great gift package that you sent me there. I was going to start next year. Oh, I thought, I thought it, we started in July, then next well, year around. You know, we'll start next year. I get to go first, all right? Okay. Mine's in May, so. All right. Maybe we'll we should exchange on the same day. All right. Oh, and, and our brother's name is John. How many people you know have two brothers named John? <laughs> John has a brother named John. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So there, there was a Bob Newhart had a show, didn't he? Was it Daryl and my other brother Daryl? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm Daryl and this is my other brother Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So we, we feel actually very fortunate. And, um, and uh, like I said, we're excited about it. So we're excited yeah. to meet him and it's pretty cool. So it's right. exciting. So, um, John, why don't you kind of talk about, because we've, we've done repairs before and we use different techniques and we use epoxy from time to time, but uh, the, it caught my eye when you did that repair with the Bondo um, and it blended, I mean, just blended in masterfully, man. Look, look, you never knew it was there. So maybe kind of walk through that. A lot of guys know about doing repairs using Bondo, but maybe, I don't know, maybe a different twist on it. So, or at least some more in detail. So maybe you can talk about that, John. Yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh... What I do is I just, if there's a, a repair the size of a quarter, whatever size it is, I just repair the actual damage. I don't go beyond it. So I'll take Bondo, and the, the, the key to the repair is the uh, using the white hardener, the white creamer that, that you add to the Bondo to make it hard. So stop right there. Because this, uh, I want to make this clear, because every time we use Bondo in the past, the, the hardener was red. 
Yeah. So when you yeah. mix it up, it was pink and you had to fight that color. So maybe go on a little bit more about that. So now you have, now you're ended up with just a white Bondo, but now I use the uh, Mix-All colors. So I have a, a good 20 plus colors of Mix-All and I can achieve any color, any color that's out there by mixing, matching colors, or just, I have some straight colors that I use mainly for, for some repairs, but I can always be. So that way you, you make, you put the Mix-All into the Bondo, you mix it to, to get the color you're trying to achieve. Then you add the white hardener. And then that's when you start your, your repair. Okay. So how do you know you're going to, how do you know you got a good match? Well, I can, I, I can, I can eyeball it pretty good because I can, I can also tint to finish, you know, because I'm only coating, I'm only coating my repair and I will only use latex finish. Basically I always use traffic. I always have traffic with me, so I'll, and if I, if it's semi-gloss, I'll just give a little shake, pour a little bit into the cap, and I'll use a painter brush, tiny painter brush, and just coat my patch. And then I, uh, you can use a blow dryer on the cool setting, and you can get immediate results, and you can do a patch in half an hour now. Would it make sense to bring another board with you that's the kind of the same color as the repair? I do. I bring another board. It doesn't have to be the same color as the repair but it's got to be the same depth as the repair, kind of the same shape as the damage at the board I'm repairing. So what I do is I mix up my Bondo. I'll, I'll put some uh, Bondo on my sample board and I'll hit my other board that I'm repairing at the same time. So now I know Bondo sets up hard. So then I set my timer for six minutes. So when the six minute mark goes off on my phone, then I'll, I'll take a razor blade with a handle and I'll just peel that Bondo off of my temporary board. And once I do that, I know that I, I can go to my original patch and it'll slice right off. Just one swoop, I can slice that board flat. That repair will be all flat. So six minutes is the magic mark. And then what go, if it just, uh, you know, I know, but because uh, you know, but just for everybody's sake, so what happens if you go? What, what happens? Let, let's sit overnight. What happens? Now? Wait, 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 hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What do you mean, you know? You, you, I, what, what are you talking about? Oh, I know. Is it because of, <laughs> is it because of what happened a couple weeks ago? Well, yeah, it's got to play into everything now. Oh, God. I mean, you have to know that. Unbelievable. So you know what I'm talking about, right, John? I mean, there's you of course you know. Yeah. There's gotta be no no I can't imagine my brother. I mean, I knew it was gonna be bad for me personally when he won you know what. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the right. FOY, yeah. Wayne Highlanders floor of the year. I think they're actually renaming it Wayne Highlanders floor of the year. It's not just floor of the year. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, well, that's... Islanders floor of the year. I'm so but flattered. I, I mean, I knew that. Well, that's it. I can never win another argument on this show ever. No, that's right. And, and now he's just going to say things like he just looked at you and said, "Well, you know, I know what's going on." Whatever but you say. I can't imagine my brother. So I, I mean, take it away, man. I, I just can't imagine my brother winning it. It could probably be one of the worst things that ever happened. 
<laughs> it's funny. It's it's like it's like. Do you know who Tom Brady's brother is? You you just don't. So. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, that's a that's a good one. So, but I do I, I use blue tape around the outline of the repair. Wait a minute before you go any further. John was there in the beginning, so he knows all my all my baggage starting out before that floor of the year happened. You know, he knows some of the uh, the early days. He knows where the Highlander bodies are buried. You so mean. he knows my my uh, my weaknesses and and um, uh, my shortcomings. So come on, John, you gotta it, it, you gotta have heard when when you heard that he won, you had to say, "Oh my God, how could he have won?" When I know that he did this or that. Well, there was a time. That's what I'm looking for. Back Thank in you. the day. Back in the day, I remember we were doing a job in Alameda, California, and there's all the backyard was the lagoon. It's all you know, uh, paddle paddle boards and and whatnot. We were doing a really difficult glue down in the kitchen family room, and it was a solid. Uh, it was like chevron or herringbone, and uh, <laughs> I never forget it because it's a. As the field went okay, you know, we were, you know, early on in our career, very early on. But the, the rips to the wall was the hard part. And that's when uh, uh, slowly but surely all the tape measures were getting glue all over them. So Wayne grabbed them all and chucked them in the lagoon. <laughs> he just tossed them. All three of them? All three of the tape measures. He just threw them like a fastball right into the lagoon. Some, sometimes you got to... All the tape measures aren't accurate, Rob. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so sometimes you, you know, it's it's funny that I actually remember that job, John. That was, a, <laughs> that was a early on doing it. Easy. We no, didn't do a lot of, huh? Yeah, well, we have to remember back in then, back then it was a urethane-based glue, and it was wasn't user-friendly. Your hands are gluey. We didn't have latex gloves back then either. You know, it was just all. It's just a mess. Compared to today, today it's a lot neater. You know, when we it's, it's it's well when we started doing it, he said it wasn't a glue down market. The Bay Area, except for Alameda, wasn't really a glue down market. No, there wasn't. No, you're right. It was all nailed down, and and that was where we first cut our teeth on uh, on doing glue downs. And it was a yeah. it was a nightmare learning, man. It's ironic now that I'm the national sales manager for bone adhesives. Nobody taught us. No, it was hard knocks, man. So. It was hard knocks. Nobody taught us anything. And it's, from the day one, we had very little experience for an office stand, but uh, the basics. Yeah. But also, was, you know, there was no toke gedger. There was, you know, there was, it was Cavanaugh, no, you know, uh, compressor nailers. Everything was scraper, you know, and it was uh, no multi tool. You know, so it was, uh, it's definitely a lot easier today. Yeah. All right. So I interrupted you completely. So back Wait to Wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done. So you threw all these tape measures in the water. You just, <laughs> you opened the door and threw all your tape measures in the water. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now we had another guest on one time, Jeremiah Strong, who yeah. worked with you when you went outside the front door and threw the T-bar out the front door. Yeah. You were so angry. All right. So 
I'm seeing a pattern here. You're a thrower. You're a if chucker. My, if my brother Doug was on, he'll tell you that I broke a T-bar over my over my leg first and then chucked it out the back door. Yeah, yeah. It's a long because, way to the top if you want to rock and roll, Rob. ACDC. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. So that's front hey, man hey, ever. My, hey, my standards are high, man. And um, that's the way it is. So how many things have you thrown out a door? Bunch. The Kavanaugh nailer? I threw the yep. Kavanaugh nailer one time. Oh. And then I then oh I gosh. I went that's and I went back and got it and apologized to it and cleaned it up. Because that Kavanaugh nailer, man, that's 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 like that's that's your money, man. That's your money maker, man. Yeah. I did throw it one time. Maker. I I did, but I went back and got it, cleaned it up. Was he like this as a kid, John? Did he throw a lot of stuff when he was a kid? No, I don't think so, but I did see him kick over a twelve inch sander. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we that, first it's a, it's that red hair man that red hair that uh, it's got some anger to it huh yeah you might have a little ginger action going on there yeah so um our uh, real quick our our um our our niece uh my brother my oldest brother's daughter denise uh we kind of you know we lived a long way away from her so we kind of got away from her but but when i seen her when she, when she was older she said, you know, the one thing I remember about you when we were growing up, I think I told this before, because I remember you were playing Monopoly with your brothers and you landed on a hotel that was going to cost you all your money. And then you just flipped the board upside down. Okay. See, so yeah, we're getting a lot out here today. I think getting before the board landed, here. I think before the board landed, all three of my brothers were on top of me beating the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wayne was, Wayne was, we couldn't play Monopoly with Wayne because of that. <laughs> Every game ended the same way. <laughs> I'm fine now, though. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, you're fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. All right. So I okay. interrupted you, John. Okay. So the Bondo. The Bondo, you wait till the Bondo. Use the white Bondo instead of the, the pink white, Bondo. White Hardener. That's the, the sorry, key. sorry. The white Hardener instead of the pink hard, the red, pink one. You use the, the mix all colors. You mix it up. You do the repair and you wait six minutes and then then go from there again. Yeah, well, uh, prior to my the, the repair I'm doing, that's the one that I put blue tape outlining perfect around the uh, around the repair. I use blue tape and then I put bondo over the blue tape, and I'll do it on my my uh, sample board as well. So after six minutes, I can pull that blue tape. It's not going to, it'll just leave the outline of the bondo, but it's raised. And then I'll sample test my, my other board. And if I can just peel it off, just peel it off with this nice new razor blade. Then I go to my repair in the field and I, I can just splice it right off. And then from there, I have a, I have the background color, but I don't have the grain color. You know, so now, now I have, I carry, I use, I, uh, color pencils or a, a biggie for this process and i used to carry acrylic i still do but since i'm adding the color to the bondo i don't need the acrylic as much so it's a it's a faster operation but the color pencils draw on the grain and then i can use uh then if, if i if i didn't catch the color i'm looking for after my first coat of uh, uh traffic on it and i'm using a tiny brush just a artist brush and i'm just coating my repair and then i a blow dryer 
on a cold setting or cool setting. I wanted to dry now. I want to dry fast because I don't want to wait around. It's a, it's a fast deal. And if I don't like the color, I can always add some of that, um, the, the same mix all to my, to, a, to the finish. So it's an easy process. It is fast and it's, it beats replacing a board. How big an area would you do? What would be like the biggest? You said this was about the size of a quarter. Yeah, they're they're typically about that size. But I but I do get uh, I did one last month on a, a white oak quarter sawn uh, a windshake board that made it to the final coat that kind of popped up after the last coat of water base. So I had a I had to take I have a Dremel tool that I used that I would tape around where I need to. It was it was about six inches long the windshake board. And I had to uh, drumble that out. What I did, I just drumbled it right through the blue tape. So I, the tape made its own outline. And then I, I did, I fixed it that way. Hmm. When you stand, that was a Bondo fix on that too? Yeah, it was, it was a Bondo fix. Otherwise I had to replace the board, you know, and you're talking 18 inches by six inches and that's an eyesore, you know? Mm -hmm. I keep them smaller and if you don't let the, if nobody sees it, it's even better. You know, nobody sees you doing it. You can, they'll never know. Yeah. That's right. a good point. Right. That's a, such a good point, man, to fix things right before anybody gets a chance to see it. Because the, otherwise, just because they know it's a repair in their head, it, it'll, it sometimes will freak them out, even if they can't see it. That's exactly right. Because the repair I did last week, a carpenter set a router on Ramboard that was still spinning. And that, that was a repair I did last week. And that was, I did that, I, you know, we covered it up. I said, make sure nobody sees it, you know, and, and I teach this to carpenters all the time. So I always work with finished carpenters, but anyhow, so we fixed that and, and it should, can you tell, can you tell? Uh, the carpenter must've been thrilled. Oh yeah, it was thrilled. Yeah. The general gave me 200 bucks for the, for the repair, you know, cause it's, I mean, this makes no sense to pull out a board. You know, it's, it just, it's the worst thing that you want to do is pull out a board yeah. on a fix, you know? Yeah. It's a different story if it's getting another coat, but it, when it's done, done, then it's it's a it's a heartbreaker. Yeah, that's a quick two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it's a half an hour. I have a whole kit, you know. I have a kit all ready for everything I need. Like when I you showed me all kinds of close ups of that repair, it was gone. It disappeared. So the timing of the epoxy is super important, right? To make your life easier. Yeah, the timing is the key because if you wait too long, it's, it's you can't get any action with a razor blade. So then it is, is beyond, you know, it's scraper or it's sanding or it, it's, it changes the ball game completely. But if you wait that six minutes, check your sample board, which has an identical patch. If that razor blade slices right through that, then you're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah. It's a fast way to do it. And it's a uh, small and you're just, you're just, doesn't matter if it's a polyurethane finish. Well, whatever finish it is, you're always going to use latex finish just to cut, just to do your patch. How long does be, it take to set it up hard? The, the Bondo takes like six minutes. Okay. I it, thought that was six minutes and it's kind of soft and you can slice it. Yeah. After, after like 10 minutes, you're, you're fighting a losing battle. You're going to okay. have ridges. It's going to be uh, extremely hard. You know, it also depends on the, the depthness or the, you know, the depth of the, uh, of the repair. You know, nothing really goes be below a quarter inch, you know. Yeah. I haven't gone, right. you know, three-quarter range at all. It's everything's, you know, small, little small stuff. And I, 
you also, if you have a big indentation, you have to get the, the, the finish out of the board. You have to, I use a Dremel, I have a little Dremel tool. I just gouge out the, the area of the finish that's inside the dent. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Good contact with the Bondo. You think you surpassed me as a floor man, don't you? You bad? No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, when the floor you know, here, the I can tell you that you have. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. He sounds like he's the, the brains behind the floor of the year. That's what he sounds like. Well, I'll tell you this. I have no problem admitting it now. Both Doug and John have both surpassed me. I have no problem saying that. And, and uh, um, I remember uh, I had been out of the trade for quite a while. And, you know, I was the whip at one time, you know, I mean, I was, I, I was the guy, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, there was John and Doug, you know, but I was the whip. And then um, I got away from them and I was, uh, I went to work as a sales rep. And one time I went back to a job and I thought, you know what, they're, they're getting ready to stain the floor. I'll help them because, you know, it's a Saturday and, and, you know, we three of us working together again, it's kind of cool. And it was a dark stain and we're, they, they water popped the floor and uh, I was staying the floor. And my brother, Doug goes, <laughs> <laughs> who's, who, who's spilling water on the floor and i go well don't look at me you know that's not me i know where it came from so we go back to staining the floor doug goes again man who, who's spilling who's getting water on the floor i go dude don't look at me i wrote that book you know it's not me we go back to staining and then i look at my shirt i didn't used to be 30 pounds heavier when i'm doing floors my fat ass is sweating from underneath my shirt onto the floor <laughs> So uh, you talk about a oh shoot moment that I realize okay this this has passed me by now. So I said all right well you guys just you know you guys got this man I'm good. So uh, I'm gonna go um, buy some drinks for everybody. What's everybody yeah. want? Yeah, I'll be right I back. Have no, I have no problem admitting they both passed me by, man. I'm proud of both Doug and John. They do damn good work, man. High end work there, and uh, I I'll, I put them against anybody. I I no, no problem saying that. I'm real proud That's the way it's supposed to be. The, yeah they're supposed to be better than you. Yeah. It's like yeah. Bum. Bum is so much better at this than I ever was. It's embarrassing how good he is compared to me. Well, speaking of that, when are we going to stop exposing all my problems and get your, your relatives on the, on the podcast? Not a chance. It's I'm very forthcoming with all my. Speaking of relatives, on, on that job you were talking about, job in Alameda, John, I remember that. And my bride, Judy, came down uh, on that and she brought a drop light for us and um and uh, my wife is a big part of anything i've ever done in this business and she was there uh running errands for us and making because the job was we had a deadline on the job and we don't miss deadlines and i remember that uh they brought bad memories yeah judy was a uh, judy was there in the trenches with us it, it made us lunch every day and staining baseboard is uh it's pretty fortunate there to have judy yeah wow now. Yeah. Cooking and staying in baseboard. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, been very fortunate. My family's been fantastic and uh, very, very fortunate. So, and now I have two family members, that, that, two new family members. So, I'm going to. Is he a ginger? Is that guy a ginger too? No, he's not. No. Yep. No, he's not. Yeah. So, pretty cool. All right. Well, John, look, man, thank you very much. Thanks for sharing. Um, if you don't mind from time to time, I'll, I'll get you back on here. You got a lot of great tips. You know what? We, we need to come up with a, a cool name for this. I mean, because this is two great little tricks that 
he is show floor guy. So we got to have something like, you know, John's repair corner or John's, John's tip corner or something. We're, we're going to, we could do we're like, gonna, we're going to work on this, John. We want, I wanted this to be a good, I want this to be good. We could do like Wayne's brother's tips. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could run out of ideas pretty quickly though. You know, uh, for sure. Cause those are my right. two biggies. We have our own, you know. You, you know what? You probably got a bunch you don't even think about right now because you're just doing so many different things. But Wayne's Brothers Tips, I, no, no, we're not going to call it that. No, absolutely no way. I'm not going to let that happen, John. Good, good. All right. I'm actually shocked that he let you come on and talk about these things and, and he didn't just grab them for himself. Well, I'm second guessing. Yeah, that's true. Judy comes on and tells me that I can't drive and tells everybody I can't drive and all my bad habits. And brother tells me I'm throwing my tape measures in the lagoon. So these, these things don't work out good. That We got to get bum on here. You see why I don't want anybody that knows me on? Mark. <laughs> all right. You know, you said Judy brought you lunch. I It just reminded me of a quick story. Pauline, when I first started dating Pauline, she said, uh, oh, let me bring you and Pete lunch. I go, oh, you know, this is great. Yeah, here's where we're working. Here's the address. And she comes with a picnic basket and everything. And so we're all like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, I saw nice. a picnic basket and I'm thinking, you know, maybe chicken or, I don't know, roast beef sandwich. She brought um, bowls of rice pilaf. Oh, no. Rice Bad. pilaf with, like, peas in it. Ew. And, and yeah, so yeah, so we start eating this, and finally, I'm looking in the basket for like, where's the fried chicken or where's the horse, right? And she goes, so what do you want? What are you looking for? You need a napkin? I go, no, I'm just <laughs> looking for the the looking meat part. You know, we we had any meat coming on here, Peter? Yeah, that's here doing floors all day. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of. And of course, she felt horrible and everything. And and that's when she said, you know, you don't have to eat meat every single meal of the day. And I was like, well, I kind of thought you did. I thought that was yeah. kind of the rule. So then um, she brought floor guys rice pilaf for lunch. Yeah, it's that's the a thought that counts, though. Okay. That's true. That's true. So yeah. I'll just tell you this real quick. Um, <clears throat> I had a fishing guide in Tennessee, and we're 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 rowing down the river he's rowing i'm fishing um <clears throat> we're, we're 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 fishing all day long sometimes i'll fish all day and i don't even want to eat i'm fine i'll just fish all day long but this time i was hungry and he said don't bring a lunch i make the lunches because i thought i could stop and get something for you no 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 i handle the lunches okay fine he goes you're getting hungry about one o'clock i go yeah you know what i could eat so he starts rowing to the bank and on the way to the bank while he's rowing he goes you know i'm diabetic now yeah, I just found out last year I'm diabetic, so he kind of changed everything. Okay, fine. You know, that's like your problem. So we get to the bank. He breaks open. It was like he had diabetic chips, Rob. Oh, man. He had diabetic chips. He had like a roast beef sandwich. with. I look in the bag for – there was no mayonnaise or there's no, there no condiments. I would have took care of my own lunch. Yeah. I gladly got my own lunch. What kind of man does that? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even look at the guy after that. Anyhow. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. Judy has been a big part of my business, and uh, and 39 years coming up, Rob, at the end of this month, and uh, end of October. So very, very. I'm fun. so happy for you. It's awesome, isn't it? 
And Eileen will be happy to know that I brought my wife some flowers the other day because she was gone for a week in California and she came back and I cleaned the house up perfectly. Well, in my mind, it was perfect. And I got her some flowers. So there you go, Eileen. That'll make you happy too. And did you take care of the cats? Okay. She put two of the cats in the pound because I'm not looking after four cats. So she left me the two easy ones. So yeah, plus the two strays I got to feed. So also. wait a minute. She took two cats and put them in the pound. She put no, them in the I'm sorry, not, not sorry, not the pound. It was like a daycare for, for, for animals. It wasn't the pound. I, I had to go back and get them. Is that how you guys back. do it? You put them in the pound? Doesn't no, cost was, anything? No. <laughs> and then if they make it for the week, all right, we'll go back and yeah. get them. No, uh, she would get That's a tip from on the floor, folks. That's how yeah. you you never have to pay for pet care. Bring them to the pound like Wayne yeah. does. Yeah, no, sorry. They can survive the week before they get killed at the kill shelter yeah. and just go back and pick them up. Actually, and they're probably very happy to see you again. It cost me, no, they're always, they were mad that I put them out, but it, was, it cost me 196 bucks. Wow. Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyhow, oh, we're getting off topic. Okay. Oh. This is John, uh, seriously, John, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for uh, taking the time, man. John, and, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. I love, uh, I love hearing the other side of him. Yeah, that sounds good. We got to get together and uh, have a beer there, Rob. Absolutely. And that's been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.